Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, a hot block commander. How you want to end a one or two hour show and keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Both with the topics, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and greats. The 4 for 26, so the war ain't can wait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys, diversified and educated. Welcome to another episode of the War Room. You're once again live with your boy up in the War Room. I'm one of your hosts. I'm the Bull Dev McMillan. I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brothers. We got Jimmy the Blueprint and B. Austin to be with us in just a second. We're in week number 20 since the sporting world is shut down due to the COVID-19 pandemic. But three professional leagues will be in play by this Saturday. So we're back, baby, at least for now. So sit back, relax, and listen to us discuss, at least for now, <laughs> what's up with these leagues. And um, I want to emphasize the at least for now part. If you guys want to get in on the conversation, make sure you sign in right now to the By the Hood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room, or you could join us right now on the By the Hood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room, or you can join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline as usual. That number is 323-410-0012. But before we get started, like we always remind you before we rock, make sure that during the week when we're not live on the air that you guys remember to check out archive episodes of our show on our own network at warroomsports.com. Also on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Blog Talk, wherever you listen to podcasts, we are there. So shout out to everybody else on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. After further review with the mayor, uh, shout out to the Burtons. If you like to eat, John Appetit. Uh, shout out to the homies, Savad Davis and uh, Phil Matic 365 from the Tissue and the Tape Hip Hop Podcast. Um, the Broad Street Line with Roy and Chris, man, you name it. Man, we got a great shows on the joint. So uh, what up, brothers? Got a question for y'all, man. We always got to start off with a question because America's crazy. So I'm just wondering here, like, do black lives not matter even when it comes to who dies from coronavirus after a Trump rally? What up with that? <laughs> Yo, man. First off, man, rest in power to Herman Cain, man. Um, Mr. 999, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but that's 2012 crazy, presidential candidate, Herman Cain. That's crazy, man. I mean, I called the boy Mr. Nine. That was his tax plan, 999, simplify the tax code. He said, throw all the books away, all those pages and all that nonsense. It's just 999, the sales tax, non-income tax. Yo, just 999, that was his plan. I was with that. Anyway, but rest in power <laughs> to the brother, man. I mean, but this is what happens when, you know, you think you're invincible and you follow behind, you know, dude and, and you know. So that's I mean, because, you know, the whole thing. The, the thing that we've done, Jim, is politicize wearing masks to, to save lives. So it's like everybody who was sitting at that rally and weren't wearing a mask, like it, it wasn't, it was, you know what I'm saying? That's just not a normal choice. That's a statement that they were making at the, at the time. And it seems like it's crazy that so far, at least from who we've heard, at least from the 
celebrities that we've heard of, the only person that it blew back on was a black dude. And, you know, they was up there smiling and stumping for Trump the whole time. And this is what happens. Like, it's a crazy world we live in, man. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's just unfortunate, man. But it's, it's, yeah. But y'all got, like, it's, people still, like, to this, it's, I mean, you know, my, uh, my uh, voice to this day, my Deontay Wilder voice, to this day, cats are still <laughs> getting knocked out of here, man. I know another boy from around my way, he just passed from coronavirus. It's like, it's real. Like, right. you know, and it, I know it seems like it's, it, things have gotten better, man, but I don't know. <clears throat> I don't think it. I don't think it sort of seems like things have gotten better. Like even that. Remember, uh, about a week or so ago, the White House basically made hospitals start to reroute where they get where they provided the information. The hospitals used to give their uh, yeah. coronavirus stats directly to the CDC. The White House rerouted that, and now everything goes through them first. Anybody with a half a brain knows what that's about. They're ready to try to flip the narrative, hold back, you know, imperative data to make the situation look better because they want the schools to open, because they want parents back to work, because they want the economy to go, because they want the bull back in office in November. And it's like you knew that was going to happen as soon as they made that announcement. And it's kind of weird, like, damn, it's crazy the kind of stuff that dude has gotten away with as president. That's why I told you earlier offline when we were talking about something else, I'm like, yo, I don't doubt anything he says anymore because he says things and then people always follow up with articles like, well, the president really doesn't have power to do that. So he's just talking, man. He's been talking and things have been happening <laughs> and I'm not doubting the dude anymore. So, yeah, it's yo, crazy. Because what you do, you, you do, you do what you, uh, same kind of stuff you do, like, you know what I mean? It's like if you have an idea, right? But you ain't ready to throw it out there. You just you just throw it out there lightly to see what the response is going to be, mm-hmm. and then you move you move from that. You know what I'm saying? I do that. You I do that my wife against the wall. Throw something. Mm-hmm. Throw, throw a little lob out there. See what she say. Like, and you know uh-huh. what I mean? Or be like, I was just playing. You know what I'm saying? Or like, oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? No now, man. What you think about it's a, all psychology, what, what, man. Now, what'd you think about a 160 inch TV? I just yeah, 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 yeah. That's too big, man. That's crazy. Yo, you know, that's you know, even you know, too big for me. You know, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? But you got to throw it out there. You throw the lie out there. But at the same time, man, like, you know, we, we like to say the boy is stupid. Like, boy is sly like a fox, man, because he gets what he wants. But I, I think that he's not intelligent. But being intelligent and being stupid, being not intelligent and being stupid are two different things, man. Boy ain't stupid. Yeah. No doubt. No he, doubt. Knows how to, he knows how to, to get the people that he needs to act a certain way, act a certain way. But you know it's gonna be interesting, man. Interesting, interesting it will in, be. Oh, my Yoda joint. All right, so let's get into these hot topics, man. These hot topics, as usual, as usual, brought to you by my bookie, War Room Family. Like I just told you in the open, sports are back, at least for now. So it's time for you to make a lot of money sports betting at my bookie. If you still haven't checked out my bookie, go get your account up and running now. So you can make some bread this weekend while you still can. You can now lay down some cash on the biggest games in Major League Baseball, the National Basketball Association, and the National Hockey League by joining the War Room and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. You guys are tired of getting excuses when it's time to get your money. We urge you to give MyBookie a try. You win, they pay. No hassling or 
50th-time sports betting anywhere else. They even have in-game live betting. So you can place wagers after the game starts. So join now, now and my bookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word, to activate this offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. There is nothing else to it. All right. So the first sport that came back officially was Major League Baseball. So they started about a week ago, but there have been a lot of issues in baseball because there's a lot of players still testing positive. And as you know, you know, this whole baseball thing isn't going on inside of a bubble like the like the NBA is. So the team, I believe, with the most positive tests are the, the Miami Marlins. Um, as it stands right now, they have 19 uh, COVID-positive players on their team, and they just finished a three-game set up in Philly. Um, once they left Philly, I think that's when a cluster of, like, 14 players um, tested positive. They hadn't even left yet. This was a test, like, after the game or the next morning. So they stayed put where they were. The Yankees were supposed to come into town to play the Phillies um, in a set after them. But since so many Marlins tested positive, the Yankees wanted no parts of that visitor's locker room. So for the two days mm-hmm. after that, Phillies had zero positive tests. But today, being the third day, they had uh, two positive tests on their squad. So now all operations at Citizens Bank Park has been shut down. Uh, the Phillies set with the Blue Jays have been postponed. Um, the Marlins next series was postponed. Philly and New York never got it in. So it's like we're we're late as hell, like because we should be around the All-Star break right now. Um, it's only a 60-game season. And now, like, when you're trying to rush all of this stuff, now you're having to postpone series because of this. Jim, do you think baseball is going to last? Or do you think they're just going to end up shutting down operations again? No, I think they I think they already realized they're gonna have to shut down. But, you know, uh they're gonna they're gonna like try to play it out as long as they can, but they know they gotta shut down. And I can't see how this lasts, man, like because you yeah. gotta you gotta what it's the saying you have to uh err on the side of caution. Right. And didn't like Toronto already say that they weren't gonna allow any teams to come up there? So the Blue Jays, I don't know how they worked that out, but they weren't supposed to have any home games. Um you know the crazy it's part about this thing, right I guess it's it's just like the NBA has seemed like I don't know, man. Like I, the NBA uh, is their leadership just better than most leagues? Like they seem to be the only ones who are coming up with a concrete plan. And I know we're going to talk later on about the NFL, but they seem yeah. to be having ideas and throwing things out there. Like and none <clears> of the other leagues have seemed to be like you know coming up with any plan. Like I mean, you know, I know they say that we're going to have no fans, but it's not in the bubble. Like so, right. I mean, to, to a lot be of honest, I think the NBA, I mean, they're benefiting right now off the simplicity of basketball. Like, we talk about that all the time. When That's we, true. Remember, we used to do our shows about why black kids were no longer playing baseball and stuff like that. Like, basketball yeah. has always been the most simple um, as far as equipment goes, as far as the cost to, to play. You just need a, a ball and, and some, some sneakers. You can find a hoop in any neighborhood. So yeah, I true. think they're benefiting off of that right now because 
inside of this bubble, you know what I'm saying, these ballrooms are big enough for you to put 94 feet of wood down on the floor and have practice courts. You know what I'm saying? They have enough courts down at the wide world of world of sports where they can have more than game more than one game going on at one time. Because I thought about it as well. I was mm-hmm. like, well, that's a big complex down there. Why can't they just share it with the MLB? But then, again, they only have one baseball stadium inside the complex. So, like, how are you going to have the whole league playing at one time? Like, you can you can get everybody up in the hotels and keep them away from the rest of the world, but then, you know, they would have to go somewhere to play. And Florida is a hotbed. It's, it's I don't think it's ironic that, you know, the Miami Marlins are the team that's at the center of what's going on in, in MLB right now. So I just think it's easier for basketball to do it. But yeah, not just this. We've seen the NBA just handle everything better than every other league. Race relations. Like every like literally everything. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It just seems, it just seems weird, man. Like, like you know, again, I want to keep bringing NFL up because we got you know talk about that uh, later yeah. on. But just everything, man. Well, you know, the NBA has a progressive commissioner, so he's more willing to listen to his stars. NBA stars are more out front because you know the league is driven by him. You see their faces, you know, all the time. It's just a different dynamic, yeah. and you know, having people in leadership positions that's willing to listen you know, makes it that much better. Um, yeah, so it's it's crazy what's going on in, in baseball right now. So the NFL, you know, they've done their top 100 um, throughout much of this downtime, and the players have voted on the top 10 players in the NFL. The, so the top 10 players in the NFL – uh, like I said, voted on by the players are, and I'm going to count them down from 10. Uh, number 10 is Derrick Henry from the uh, running back, Tennessee Titans. Number nine, Stephon Gilmore, cornerback, New England Patriots. Number eight, DeAndre Hopkins, wide receiver, now the Arizona Cardinals. George Kittle, tight end, San Francisco 49ers. Christian McCaffrey, running back, Carolina Panthers. Michael Thomas at number five, wide receiver, New Orleans Saints. Patrick Mahomes, the richest man (laughs) in American sports right now. Um, Quarterback, Kansas City Chiefs. Number three, Aaron Donald, defensive tackle, Los Angeles Rams. Number two, Russell Wilson, quarterback, Seattle Seahawks. And number one, Lamar Jackson, quarterback of your Baltimore Ravens, somebody who Man, a year and a half ago before draft time, people were trying to get him to change positions because they thought, you know, he'd never be a, a, a good quarterback. And and we've heard that kind of thing surrounding black quarterbacks for a long time. Now, his number one rating doesn't necessarily mean he's the best quarterback in the league. I don't think anybody who was trying to get him to change positions didn't think he was a player, a great player. But he's 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 gotten this vote from his team. I mean, from his uh, peers from playing that quarterback position after just coming off an MVP season, you got any issues with the list? You know, I don't, I generally don't get into lists and don't care that much. You probably don't either, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is there I anything crazy about I'll be list? interested to see. I'll be interested to see if they like, 
call him the number one player, and then if they did like a thing for quarterbacks, he he ranked that as in terms of quarterbacks. Um, right. I really don't have. I mean, yeah, you because know, I think wasn't the thing voted on by the players. Yeah, this was a player thing. Okay. Yes, yeah, so I really don't I, have I, I'm not, I can't say right. That. I'm I'm not necessarily one of those dudes who think oh because the players did it it's it's Bible. Um, but there is something to it when you got to play against these guys, you know, who gives you the most trouble. But the players, what a lot of fans don't realize, the players are fans just like the rest of us. <laughs> like, because a lot of people, especially of this generation, will tell you that when they were coming up, Mike Vick was the best player, best quarterback in the league. And we kind of know that. We kind of know different. But that excitement just led people to, you know, to think along those lines, and they kind of worship that dude. So Lamar Jackson might be on the same path as Mike Vick, but he's already done more things earlier in his career at the quarterback position than you know we've ever really seen Mike Vick do. So shout out to him for being voted the number one player in the NFL. Um, I'm pretty sure the uh, homie Tobias, who's waiting on the line, I'm pretty sure he got something to say about this list because I think he mentioned it. Oh in, yeah, in the chat earlier. His uh, so we'll get his, to his him. Bucks, his Bucks just, his Bucks just picked up Lashawn McCoy. I know it's kind of breaking news, but I don't know if it's necessarily breaking news because Lashawn McCoy in like year 56. <laughs> yeah, you know, the Bucks picking up every old dude out there with a name. So they, you know, that I, I, you can kind of see what their strategy is this year, um, even though it's not going to be a football season. But that's just me. Um, yeah. So the NBA restart. Oh well, no. Let me let me let me talk about this real quick, man. Speaking of the NFL, and speaking of you know coronavirus, um, a lot of NFL players have started to opt out of the season because you know with this COVID nineteen going around sports leagues are allowing that to happen. So right now where we stand, about 30 NFL players have already opted not to play um, this season. Some of the more notable um, uh, running back Damian Williams from the Chiefs. Um, They also lost a guard, Laurent Duvernay-Tardif. Who else? Marquise Goodwin, wide receiver from the Eagles. He hasn't even played with the squad yet. Um, I know. But, you know <laughs> I, I only expected about six to eight games combined between Goodwin and, and Deshaun Jackson. Anyway, you know those dudes stay on the on the injured list. Uh, Packers wide receiver Devin Funches um, is not messing with it. The Patriots have lost have lost six people. Uh, safety Patrick Chung, linebacker Dante Hightower, offensive tackle Marcus Cannon. Running back Brandon Bolden, uh, fullback Danny Vitale, and offensive lineman uh, Najee Tehran. So it's, it's a lot of people doing this, man. Um, any issues with you? I mean, I know you more along the lines with me, man. Better safe than sorry. So yeah, but I'm not mad at anybody I, who's putting their maybe, family. Maybe, maybe something has come up. First. Maybe something has come up that I haven't seen, but I haven't like seen any response to this. Like, have they put out any like statement or response? Who the the NFL? Yeah, I, I not. I mean, it's not much they can really say. I know um, they got the opinion of 
of uh, Patriots head coach Bill Belichick, and he was fine with it. Like a lot of people expected him to be upset, to be all curmudgeonly, <laughs> but he was fine with it, man. I think it's it's difficult to to rail against this kind of thing. It's difficult to have a negative opinion because this is one of those things that could put you on the wrong side of history because all of these guys who are opting out, the first thing they're saying is, you know, I'm opting to keep my family safe. I don't want to, you know, leave every week, come back, possibly bring something to them. So, you know, everybody's playing it, whether it's true or not. Everybody's playing it, not necessarily like, you know, I don't want to get sick. I'm scared to get sick. They're like, talking yeah. about what they might bring back to their family. No, so I totally you, get you know, that. I guess the, the question I was saying, like, and I know there's nothing they can do about it, but, like, are they even addressing mm-hmm. it? Like, are they even saying, like, yo, player safety, for, like, what are they doing? If yeah, anything. Well, like we said, it's not the NBA, so <laughs> they're probably doing the wrong thing right now, not saying anything about it. Yeah, it's just but, weird, um, man. Every everything is weird though. I'm sitting here. I'm looking at the monitor now because uh, NBA reopening night is tonight. So you got the TNT crew in the studio, and they're all sitting way apart. Like they got a bigger desk now, so everybody's sitting, mm-hmm. you know, at least six seven feet apart. And it's, it's life is just weird right now, man. It's crazy. All right, so yeah, the NFL uh, <laughs> NFL season is kind of falling apart. Um, day by day, they've already canceled the entire preseason. I know that's, you know, that makes a lot of teams happy either way, but, and and people are supposedly reporting to camp um, in a timely fashion, but I really think the the NFL is being really ambitious right now because you you definitely can't bubble off an an NFL season. And if baseball Mm -hmm. are having the kind of problems that they're having, like, what do you do on a sport where there's so much contact? Every play, everybody's getting up out of a pile where everybody's in each other's face, breathing on each other. It's like you can make all the mask on the helmet that you want. It's just impossible. So if they go on yeah. with the season plan, it's basically just going to be a play at your own risk type of thing. So we shall see, man. That's crazy. <laughs> What's Tobias going to do? What's Tobias going to do when Roll Damn Tide ain't got no season this year, man? I don't know. Get him on and ask him right now, man. We got the homie Tobias calling in from the great state of Arizona. Say that tongue in cheek. What up, Tobias? Hey, what's going on, gentlemen? What's up? Not much. How you out there? Jogging? Good. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm first thing first. Yeah, I had to roll this up. Yeah, can you hear me better now? Yeah, you can. Yeah. Hey, since me Austin lives in Atlanta, please ask him about those Lou, Lou Williams wings. I know he had them. We didn't know they were the height to risk your life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, so like, I gotta, we got Hey, we got to find out. And then we got Herman Cain out here dying for Trump. That's a whole different show. But uh, we already know Trump's going to say, look at me. I got African Americans willing to die for me. You know, you know, he gonna say that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, look at my African American over there in that casket. <laughs> yeah, look at him, Maga. <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, y'all talking about the 100 list? I brought up Carson Wentz. I don't know if he's not likable or something, but there's no way in hell that Josh Allen 
and Ryan Tannehill should be on the list, much less right over him. Josh Allen can't stand soap. Josh Allen cannot even put soap in the dishwasher if he's standing, if it's wide open for him. The dude's inaccurate. Brian Tannehill, they didn't want him throwing a damn ball in the playoffs. <laughs> and, but, yeah, he's, he's just know, six, six, I don't know. I don't know. Like, if there's any truth to it, but there were things that came out before that said the Bulls just not likable, and that's why I, I think the question of who's voting for it matters too, because we know that players have their feelings and they like certain people, they don't, they dislike other players, and it's not necessarily mm-hmm. about just their talent. But there was like rumblings in the paper here in Philly that a lot of his teammates just don't like him, and that's why they were pissed when um, you know other ball left Foles, for Jacksonville, because yeah, because Foles was like right. the locker room guy, and, and no one really liked the other ball. And and Jimmy Jimmy's right because even the people that don't know the dude, other players around the league hear that type of stuff coming out of you know the the locker room in Philly and the newspapers, then they're just gonna prejudge anyway. But you know that you know that's, mm-hmm. that's the Eagles. They they bring in these quarterbacks and they treat them so well, and you know their personality is that of company men, and it kind of rubs everybody else the wrong way. We've seen this story before in, in Philadelphia. Yeah, uh, and I'm not. I'm not surprised because Jeffrey Lurie definitely coddles his quarterbacks. But as an Eagles fan, you know, personally, I'm glad. Snub him if that's what you feel it is. Snub him all you want because what I need um, is somebody who's motivated by it. You know what I'm saying? If you feel that you're being snubbed, I need you to go out there and show people why they're stupid. So, you know, I'm all for it if if that's your personality. But, you know, if you're going to go out there and stink it up and have that kind of stuff on your mind while you're doing it, then, you know, you're not going to get any respect from over here. So snub him. Let's see how he how he reacts to it. And we got to be honest about this, guys. Michael Thomas is the most overrated receiver in football. <laughs> to me, he's Julio Jones should be one or two. If you like Nuke Hopkins, I think DeAndre Hopkins is yeah, yeah. overrated for one reason. Damn. I tell you why I think DeAndre Hopkins is overrated. When you see how bad he is when Will Fuller is out compared to when Will Fuller is in the game, if you're that guy, you should be great whether Will Fuller is there or not. That's just my All opinion there. Is, All I'm going to say is you might be – I, mean, I can't rob with you with that one, dog. I mean, in, ter- in, terms of, in terms of the way you pooping on the dude, man, like the boy is talented. <laughs> oh, oh, he's talented. But what I'm saying is that if he's, the, if, if he's supposed to be the best in the world, should you be good and great with Will Fuller there or not? It's like when Will Fuller's not there, he's like a whole different guy. Don't get it wrong, the dude's talented, but that's but that's what I'm saying. And Michael Thomas throws catch seven yard passes from from noodle arm Drew Brees, but we don't want to talk about that either because we like Drew Brees, and we don't want to say he's been watched for years either because we like him. I think, I think uh, that's why I'm so I've always been so high on like a T.O. because T.O. balls no matter. What stiff they put on the other side of the field, um, but no, like me personally, and you know we've talked about it here in the war room for years. Like we think the position in general, you know, gets overstated and is overrated a little bit. But these guys that they're putting up here, I don't know if they deserve to be as high on this list. Like I said, I don't do lists, and I'm not going to try to construct one to the contrary. But you know. They, they, these, these are the yeah. best as far as wide receivers that the NFL has to offer right now. Um, yeah. Julio might be getting a stiffy. 
on all this. But pause. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Zion. All right, D Wade. <laughs> but but you know Yo, the, the, the one name the one name the hold up the one name neither one y'all brought up man I want to know like what y'all think about Tariq Hill man Tariq Hill top four or no? Uh, no no hell no <laughs> top four in KC yeah I'm not knocking one list one list had him at number one another list had him at number four overall in terms of receivers yeah Chris Hill top for what? Yeah, he had a number one. Speed kills. Speed kills. The thing about Tariq Hill, though, like I'm not, I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna slight him and act like he's just speed. Like there's guys we know and we've known throughout, you know, NFL history who are just speed guys. Tariq Hill, he's, he's, he's developing. He's, he's, he's developing. Like he can go get the ball. He's, de- he's developing. Um, shout out to that high school any, kid any, though. Can go get the ball too, but. And uh, hold on, he's he's developing he's developing his route running, um, be more than just a speed guy. So I respect it. He came in the league just basically bullet Bob Hayes, and now he's much more than bullet Bob Hayes. But he's nowhere near where I would consider a top five receiver yet. But B, I'm not even I'm not even praising his route running like that. I'm like, if you're gonna use your speed, use your speed. But when you're when you are that speedy, you know the kind of bracket coverage you're going to get. So sometimes, even though you're that fast, you got to go up and make tough catches. We know cats, you know, like Deshaun Jackson, he wants no part of that. He wants oh, no trust part me, of that. I know it's Tampa, he didn't. Uh, that was long before Tampa, man. Y'all was just excited yep. about getting something. We told y'all. That we told y'all <laughs> what was coming to D.C., and we told y'all what was coming to, to Tampa. DC fans are easy to fool because he did the same thing there as he did everywhere else. But if he get open for they stupid four long, See? you know, four long passes a year, they yo D Jack is the truth. You know what? He he's D-Jack. a perfect example if you're likable. He gets such a pass from the national media because they like him, Deshaun Jackson. But the yeah, question I gotta ask is <laughs> not hey, anymore. Yeah, you hear I got a question yeah, for Austin, man. Hey, B. Austin, how, yeah, how those wings in Magic City, man? Are they are they worth getting yourself killed over? No comment. Uh, on I would not say the wings. Um, I am neither here nor there on on the burger buns, though. The burger oh, buns. I got I don't know how like how many gentlemen's clubs you guys have frequented over your time, but they 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 generally um have amazing food and amazing wings in a lot of them. Like yo, you know, yo, stadium, yo, shout out thing, to stadium man. in DC. It'll give any five star restaurant a run for its money on their yo. kitchen. Yo, shout out to stadium. And a lot of times, and a lot of times, in my experience, allegedly. Um, in my experience, allegedly. Anyway, um, a lot of times it's because they go hire like the hood chef or the hood like the the, the, the hood chef like is a chick who sells platters out of her crib or a dude that sells platters that really know how to cook, but you know what mm-hmm. I mean. They can go the route of going to school, but they got a, a really neat kitchen game. Shout <laughs> out to Lala. Shout out to Lala on the put them in the kitchen. I don't know if y'all started listen, watching. Man, they'll put them in the too much. Oh yeah, I started watching. Yo, anyway, listen though, but they put them in the kitchen in a strip club, and next thing you know, yo, the food is like amazing. It used to be this Jamaican yeah. joint called the Upper Deck. 
Never mind. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You, you know <laughs> what? And like, and, yeah, and, I've been watching like, P Valley, and they be talking about the wings in P Valley too. I'll say this before we touch on this whole NBA thing. Uh, first, I don't think baseball's canceling because the Marlin players they violated protocols. If you if you up because like the NFL, a lot of those players they had so many tests, but very few uh, positive results. NBA been having negative results, like not being positive. I mean negative results. That's what I meant negative. But you got to follow the protocol. But I say this also. It's if hard to follow the protocol if, when you live in Miami, though. I mean, I, hey, I yeah. Hey, all I got to say is that MAGA, if you wore your mask for that month or so they said to wear your mask, you wouldn't be worried. But the South, the SEC playing football, these college, these college sports are playing college football, just conference only the SEC is. Because I told y'all the South is playing college football by hook or by crook. Let you know that right now. But, uh, <laughs> But like, that's why the NBA started Probably more, up. More, hey. more likely by crook. More by crook. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, and let's call this NBA bubble what it is. So we gonna rig it for Zion to make the playoffs opening night. Um, they, you know they said it's gonna be a play-in game, but don't be surprised if the Pelicans six game out they have a one-game sudden death anyway. Let's see you try to get him in the playoffs. Uh, and shout out to John Morant for surprisingly. Winning rookie of the year. I still thought they were trying to find a way to give it to Zion. <laughs> you know, but like I said, I, I think I think that was they a wrap when Zion left the bubble. Because soon as he left the bubble, and we talked about this last week, they announced that all right, we're not going to count the last eight games for the awards. We're just going to, you know, everything that happened before the restart is what everybody's going to vote on. So I think they gave up, not knowing how long Zion was going to be out. Now on reopening night. I just read, because we talked about it in the chat room, but I just read officially that Zion is eligible to play in what they, they call <laughs> short bursts and all that. But, but hey. yo, I swear, I don't know the number exactly, but I swear that I heard, like, every time somebody left the bubble, they had to quarantine for at least 10 days. Zion's been back hey. for, like, four. Like, if they don't stop hey. being so obvious on <laughs> making this dude the face of the league, like, they'll it'll create resentment for him, I think. They, it's going to end up creating resentment, in my right. opinion. That, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, because I mean, the dude, unless, it ain't him. Unless the it ain't his fault. It's them. For him, they pass it on to everybody else, you know, just so it doesn't look like that. Then it could be it could be different because they're like, okay, Zion got us some more power out here. But if they're just doing Tobias. that and people aren't able to do the same things, it's crazy. Meek Mill type Tobias. NBA. What up, B? Um, Talking to Meek Mill about basketball. Have you ever had? Have you had the opportunity to uh, give your thoughts on uh, one Little Mouth uh, and and the legend who is Sweet Lou, Paul? Oh, I saw that. Weighed in on that. I'll weigh on that real quick. First, I'll say I give a hot take right now. As of right now, John Morant's a better basketball player than Zion, but. I don't know if it's really but, a hot take, man. It ain't no, it ain't no shame in that. Cause I, <laughs> that I ain't want really the Bulls get, yeah, cause I want me, the Bulls get number two pick because of him. Yo, that take kind of frozen right now, cuz. Yeah, hey, I wanted the Bulls get that number two pick so bad because I was all in on that kid during college basketball season last year. And, uh, but anyway, we still got Jim Boyle and that clown as coach. But I saw that the Kendra Perks to me, Kendra Perkins is trying like instead of just being a smart analyst. He's going way over the top. Oh, to yeah. me, all he could have said was, "Hey, 
man, that ain't cool, that ain't a good look. What if he caught something and mess the team up like that? You ain't got to go over the top with it. And and my cause my whole thing was Luke. You know these yeah, folks take pictures of where you go. You gotta try to be tough with everything you say. Yeah, and, and hey, ain't no one in the NBA ever said they were scared of uh, Kendra Perkins. Now that was Zach Randolph. I know, I know, but I understand this though. Understand this though. Understand this though. If he does that, are you bringing up his name right now, Tobias? Fact of the matter is, he knows what he's doing, man. Like, like that's what it is yeah. in, in the sports media. You got to find a way to stand out, and people do it by drawing. If you just gave like, you know, just just well thought out points, you won't go nowhere. It's no longer yeah. about like journalistic integrity. Like it's a show now. It's entertainment. So, but like what Jimmy's saying is is absolutely correct. Like you got to have a shtick. So he's the you know what he tried to be in the NBA. He's the tough guy. He's the supposedly I won't hold my tongue guy. I'll say anything guy. Um, everybody else, you know, they take a somebody's wood and hold on to it real hard. That's their stick. It, it, everybody has. No, he does. Stick. No, he does that too, though. He does that. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that, that, might be, that might be something you you might you have to do that. But then he he's seasoning it. He's adding some more <laughs> some more spices to it. I've always thought he you was know, corny. Oh, yeah, boy. because ain't no one ever said. Yeah, he really good. Because I ain't gonna lie to you. If Zach Randolph would have said the same thing, Lil Williams would have said, "No, you're like, yeah, my bad." Because he knows Zebo about that life. <laughs> you know, you let Zebo slide. <laughs> but now that's a real tough have, guy. Who would have asked Zebo? <laughs> would you like me to bring yeah. you back a plaque? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one talked trash to him, but uh, but yeah, it's just that I, I like then now you see this media. Can I cut y'all off for a minute? Because I'm watching this oh. whole coverage. Like they, the NBA did all of this, and then they come in their first shot. Everybody has on a Black Lives Matter shirt, but everybody is standing close enough for their arms to be rubbing the next dude, and they're not like locking arms or anything. So I'm like, y'all not even, like y'all get y'all have these dudes on the bench three rows deep, <laughs> like eight feet apart. But then as soon as the broadcast start on the first game of the restart, everybody's standing right next to each other. They kind of spread out yeah. from uh, Rudy Gobert. But. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to chime on these couple things real quick. Uh, first, the media, it's like they are on a jihad to make LeBron the MVP. And I'm yeah. like, okay. I'm like, y'all, y'all kill Giannis for not having a second star. But yeah, he's putting up better numbers this year. The team was on pace of seventy wins with no second star. But yeah, he got AD and put up numbers. And they say, well, LeBron changed position. I'm like, newsflash. He's always been the damn point guard where he's been. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he always been the point guard. Ask Kyrie about that. Uh, but did you, y'all, y'all heard the story about the that like Andre Iguodala got yelled at on Twitter because he watched a WNBA game. He said number twenty three is nice. And the chick, the player was like, respect, put some respect on my name. My name is this. And I'm like, that's how athletes no talk and coach. Go back, to, the, go back to the kitchen. Minute, Let him talk. No, I was going to say that. That's how you know, athletes, always, when anyone play the sport, talk, down they down say, our, our hey, n- number nine, number 23. <laughs> yeah. Yo, she, I mean, we got to talk about it. I think B. Austin just said something. I wanted him to repeat because I don't know if I heard him right. You said you want some respect to what? Uh-oh. Uh oh. Uh, we're going to talk about it in a few. 
Oh, okay. Oh, oh, so so yeah, so we do we call that a D in in the radio world? Even though even though we don't take commercial we gonna come back and be sexist slur right after this commercial break. And before I go, I'll say the views of B. Austin are rep are represented by the ones of Fred Purdue. They agree on the same thing. Hey, you guys have a great day, man. Don't put me with no other problem. Yeah, calm down. All right, so um, uh, yeah, so the, like I said, the NBA restart is happening here. Um, to me, it seems like you know the favorites are pretty much the same as they were earlier in the season and going into the season. Um, is there a dark horse for you guys? I mean, we know we're talking Lakers, Clippers, Bucks will be the first three teams that come out of everybody's mouths. What um. Y'all think there's any dark horses that has a chance to be the bubble champs? Honestly, the dark horse to me is the Sixers. Clip, Clippers or Sixers? Well, how the Clippers and dark horse? You call them the favorite. <laughs> yeah. But that's what you think. You think it'll end up being the Clippers versus the Sixers in the finals? I got it. That's it. Yeah, I, I think, and 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 what it is is because remember before the season, the Sixers would have been in that conversation. Then they came out and that lineup couldn't gel the way people would have wanted them to gel to think of them as a contender, but they have been getting a lot of attention since being back in the, in the, in the bubble. Um, one because of Matisse style, but you know, the fact that you get to look in on that kind of stuff, the scrimmages, they, they pretty much handled teams in the scrimmages. Um, and then late in games, teams came back because they had their, you know, their their backups and bums in the game. Um, it looks like with a few lineup changes, a few position changes, it looks like they might be that team that people expected them to be in the beginning of the season. So, you know, for me, I was never high on the Bucks considering that matchup. I think the Bucks can beat pretty much everybody, but I always thought they didn't match up that well with the Sixers. Not, not saying that they couldn't beat them, but not match up with them to the point where we're like, oh, the Bucks got this easily, like you kind of say with everybody else. Um, I didn't get to see much of Toronto since the whole bubble thing started, so I don't really know what they've looked like lately. But, yeah, I, I agree with Jimmy. It, it's difficult for me to say that out loud because, you know, I'm the forever Philly fan pessimist who – never wants to hear my team getting props because I know how Philly teams fold when they start having expectations. Um, so y'all ready for this? I mean, we, we got hype and then we watched three minutes of bubble scrimmages and was... <laughs> y'all think they're going to be able to keep our attention with this? I was telling you a little earlier, man. I just, I just um, recognize how important the fans are to sports, yo. And I didn't recognize it until until now when you try to watch people play with our fans. And that, that's in that's in baseball and basketball. Jimmy, like man, I miss them screaming bastards. <laughs> yeah, man, I miss all those. Yo, I miss all those drunks. It's a different energy, man. Like when the, when the home team is down and they go on the run and the crowd is going crazy, and then like you know somebody hits a three and looks at the crowd and it's just all oh, that's mm-hmm. going. Yep. Oh, you go now Spurs, go. Well, that first, stuff they still be pumping in. They just bought. It seems like they bought everybody's little soundtracks with them. So when you do have a home game, like I was watching the scrimmage, 
and you know all the Sixer stuff that they do as far as the music, the clips, um, even the sound clips that they do at the free throw line, stuff like that. They're still going to have that. So I guess that's going to be they're going to have to find a way to get hype just because they have the sounds of home, but the real sound of home, like Jimmy's talking about, that crowd, nothing can replace that. Um, baseball, I've seen them pumping crowd noise in, and then they got the cardboard cutouts in some stadiums. Um, I was going to buy a Phillies cardboard cutout. They were selling them for $40. So if the season does go on, y'all look for me at the Phillies games because I'm going to get them season tickets for $40. Um, so I'll let <laughs> All right, so we're going to stay on the NBA with the stat of the week and the quote of the week. The stat of the week, um, simple. Once again, the NBA reports zero positive COVID tests for a second straight week. Um, I'm really impressed by what they've been able to do with this proverbial bubble um, thus far. Now that the action is going to start and there's going to be more people hanging around the players, I'm sure, you know, all the media – the camera people, the you know everybody in the broadcast is making these little uh, gyms a little more crowded than they have been. I'm pretty sure they've gone through the same strenuous quarantine and testing every day, but it's going to be interesting to just see the two worlds mesh to see if we can keep up this zero positive test, man. The NBA, like Jimmy and I talked about earlier in the show, they're just doing it right right now. Quote of the week. This has a lot to do with what Tobias just said. Uh, quote of the week. Number 23 from the Mystics is nice. That quote comes from uh, Miami Heat forward Andre Iguodala. But there's a, a, a return quote for this one. Put some respect on my name or keep this tweet to yourself. That came from Ariel Powers, a.k.a. number 23 from the Mystics. Now, this has been all over social media, people giving their opinions on it. I literally, guys, I literally saw a thread on Twitter stemming from this actual conversation, not just the conversation surrounding the conversation. I literally saw somebody jump on and say, um, you know, just, just cancel him already. It's disrespectful. They started saying, say her name, like the hashtag for Breonna Taylor. <laughs> they started using it with uh, because he said number 23 from the Mystics is nice. I ask you fellas, and I'm trying not to lead anybody's, you know, argument or whatever your thoughts are on this, but you guys have played sports all your life. You've watched sports all your life. What are numbers for if not identifiers of players whose names you don't know? Oh, I really, I really hope that no, that Andre Iguodala does not do the Nick Cannon and apologize to these people. No, his next tweet said Yo, he did no manners. Nothing. His next tweet said no manners, and that's when they, the you know, people on her side really let loose on him. Like, yo, I, she might have overreacted a little bit, but all you had to do was just apologize. You doubling down? Like, I'm not apologizing. Apologize oh. for what? Apologize oh, on, though, for man. what? Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm not playing devil's advocate, but I do want to say something, right? So, um, and, and I I will never slander um, Andre Eagle Dollar because Andre Eagle Dollar and myself have fought on the front lines to try to get a political prisoner free who's home now. Salute the Boosie. But with that being said, 
Oh, Rudy Gobert <sighs> with the first. Hey, what, breaking news, guys. Breaking news. Rudy I don't Gobert. know where the breaking news joint is. Uh, breaking news. Breaking news. Rudy Gobert. <laughs> Rudy Gobert has scored the first two points of the NBA restart. Now, how ironic is that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but what I was saying is this and it was an and one between, there's a history between Andre Eagle Dollar and the WNBA. Um and, and another thing, the WNBA they've been in their bag anyway because they feel like they're not once they realize that the NBA refs made more than they did, they've been really pissed about it. But a couple of years ago, Andre Eagle Dollar, you know, on being on social media, uh sometimes you say things and they, they never go away. But he has said that he didn't want his daughter to go to the WNBA because it'll make her a lesbian. And, you know, so they kind of, like, had him in their crosshairs ever since he put that out. What did, what did, what did he say? Right? So, so then, this thread that I referred to, that caption was put up there at least six times in the five or six minutes that I was able to stomach the thread. Yeah, see? Yeah, and that's what I mean tonight. So, so it wasn't just that one comment. It's like, yo, they are, WNBA already got it off the board. So it's like. Breaking news. Zion Williamson is in the starting lineup, and he does not look like he did in that picture where he was all muscular during the, uh, the break. <laughs> <laughs> just want to tell you that. That shit was he fake. Back. All right. He looked like, he looked like Charles Barkley. When he was around mound, the rebound right now. He's back to the grill again. The grill again. Yeah. Back to the grill again. Though. Yo. And and the Pelicans he, only got you know, five, so can't stop. But uh, yeah, anyway, man. So that whole that whole topic is deeper <clears throat> than just the one thing. They they got it out for ball, man. I just want to put that out there. Yeah, but let let me let me do my devil's advocate. Let me let me let me let me let me let me. Let me do my devil's advocate thing real quick because I really I, I think she overreacted. The only thing that I can say, maybe in her defense, is you know how everybody talks about the WNBA or how everybody doesn't talk about the WNBA. Um, they already you know have it in for the fact that you know they don't get the pay that they think they deserve. Um, they don't get the attention or the clout that they think they deserve. I think it might be like a fraternity thing where, they, where they're like in their minds, and I'm speculating here, if anybody, you know, knows who we are, it would be our brothers over in the, in the NBA. So I guess to hear him say that might have struck a chord, rubbed it the wrong way, but it was a clear overreaction because in any sport, if you don't know the name of the person that you just watched do something, you're going to say their number. Like, I do it every year in the, in the NCAA tournament because I'm not going to sit here and act like I watch every college basketball game throughout the season. So you see somebody balling in the tournament, like, yo, number 17, he's nice, until you find out who he is. Now, a lot of people or, were chilling in there was like, yo, this is the information age. It would only took you two minutes, you know what I'm saying, to, to, or two seconds to look her up and find out what her name is. But at the same time, in his defense, you see something happen, and you know how everybody just want to run to their phone immediately. So he ran to his phone, picked it up. I really didn't think it was any malicious intent. He didn't think he was doing anything wrong. He was giving her props and more attention than she would have gotten if had he not said number 23 from the Mystics is nice. 
because I didn't know her name, and I live in Washington, D.C. So, and I, you know, do sports for a living. Like, so it's not, I don't know. She, no. she definitely was reacting. I ain't going to call her a bunch of names like everybody else did, but. I think that uh, they should camp the women wearing number 23. Who was Cynthia Cooper's ever? number? I think Coop was 23. I don't know. That's the last set of players that I really knew. And again, only Coop I acknowledge is just still in high school, but that's either him or there. <laughs> uh, I might. No, nah, Cynthia Cooper was number 14. Yeah, we way off. Cheryl Swoops might have been 23, but she was one of them that Andre Iguodala, Eagle Dollar said he didn't want his daughter to go to the league. Yo! <laughs> Cheryl Swoops was number 22. Man, who could find that? I know somebody had the nerve. Lisa Leslie? I thought it would have been her because, you know, they used to act like Cheryl Swoops was the, the MJ of this. I'm just naming names I know. Maybe uh, Cheryl yeah. Miller. Lisa, Lisa Leslie was number nine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking. thinking Shamika Holsklow? We're going to name every woman's basketball player. I mean, it take long. But, um, Bing, 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 bing. B. Austin gets the prize. Hose Claw wore it in, um, she wore it in Tennessee and in Washington when she was a mystic. Really nice. And she what recreated about? the, um, I think it was a Stefan Marbury slam cover when he was, uh, he was standing on the cover with the ball on his side and his head was cocked a little bit. She recreated that with a Knicks jersey, but it was number 23. So, yeah, it what was about, it was meek. What about D-Wade? What number she wear? <laughs> she, wears no, she wears number three. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Anyway, man. We can move yeah, on. Nice. Nice. I, I don't right. like her. I don't like her fashion. Definitely not her pocketbook game. Oh, wrong with y'all. All right, man. So, look, Iguodala, um, Ariel Powers, y- y'all got to kiss and make up. Ariel Powers, you really can't be overly sensitive about that kind of stuff because as an athlete, like, the point of having numbers on your jersey are identifiers. Like, you can't be upset that people don't know you in a – like, this. this – this even goes full circle to the whole, you know, why we don't get paid like NBA players thing. You don't generate that kind of revenue. You don't generate those kind of crowds. You don't have the you same don't generate no dunks. So you can't get upset really because somebody, there's plenty of people in the NBA that people will turn on the TV and be like, yo, number such and such is nice. So it's not a shot at you. It's just Jersey numbers are identifiers. It, it is what it is. And if I don't know your name, like, allow somebody to give you props that doesn't know your name. Like, do we have to know your name to give you props? I just want y'all, when y'all get some free time and, you know, don't mind boiling over a little bit, to go read the, the Twitter thread. Um, and <laughs> Say her name. How people was ready to Say her name. 
because he said number 23 was nice. Like, damn. They acting like he was like, yo, that bitch is nice. Like, yo, they, he called her by her number. Like, he didn't, like, call her a derogatory name. Again, man, like, it's him, though. Like, sometimes, sometimes yeah. you just be like, it's somebody y'all don't like, and you just waiting for him to say anything that you can take any sort of way. That's right. all this was. Maybe it. Yeah, Steph, Steph, really. if, Steph Curry, if Steph Curry says this, she doesn't respond the same way. Right. Mm. She, might, she might be like, thanks, chef. <laughs> Whole different thing. So, yeah, that, that that's a good point. That's a good point. She might, she might like that. He probably has no friends in the WNBA. And the crazy part about it is he probably was only watching it because he's stuck in a bubble and he's bored as hell. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the dudes you think in those hotel rooms watching stuff they wouldn't normally watch. <laughs> Absolutely. Shout out, well, shout out to Iggy for getting their ratings, you know, point zero 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 one percent higher um, in the NBA bubble. Uh, support your local WNBA team. All right. So. Uh, before we move on to while you guys were on the grind, just want to remind you, you can check out our website at warroomsports.com. If you want to call in and speak with us about any of today's topics, just dial the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number is 323-410-0012. Press 1 when prompted. If you're already listening from your phone, just press 1 if you want to talk. You can also join us in the By the Hood chat room. Shout out to Neil, holding it down in there by herself tonight. Um, but you can join us in the By the Hood chat room brought to you by By the Hood University. If you've always wanted to learn about the stock market and how to make your money work for you, but haven't been able to do so, it's not your fault. So, you know, don't 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 be upset about that. This information is not given to us in school, but the info is imperative if you want to create wealth and leave a legacy for your family. Wolverine Sports have partnered with By the Hood University to help you get started on your journey of learning to invest and possibly financial freedom. So go to our website, click on the By the Hood logo at the bottom of our homepage, or on the Sponsors and Partners tab to get started. Use the promo code WRS, all caps, and receive 15% off of everything on the By the Hood site. It's not too late to secure your financial uh, legacy, so go ahead and do it now. So Jimmy, let us know what happened this week while all these good people were on the grind. Neil says she feels yes, so sir. lonely. You're not lonely. We right here with you. We talking to you instead of typing. <laughs> you getting lonely. Um, yeah, so what, <laughs> why you were on the grind is brought to you by Sports the Book. It's the greatest sports book ever written, and you can find that at sportsthebook.com or at warroomsports.com. But it's time to talk about what happened while you were on the great night. You got it to me? Yes, uh, sir. Michael Porter Jr., he says that there is definitely an agenda behind coronavirus. So he went on his Snapchat. Um, salute to him just for him and all the sex workers who still keep Snapchat popping. But anyway, ain't nobody on there but Michael Porter Jr., DJ Khaled, and sex workers. Allegedly, I, I heard. But anyway, um, he says that there's an agenda behind the coronavirus. So he's still on his uh, denial jump. Michael Porter Jr. is also a MAGA boy, if I'm not mistaken. But, you know. But yeah, he, he yeah. definitely is. Um, he, he's saying the agenda is population control. So, yeah, he's just out here saying whatever you want to say out of his mouth. Um, he, he down with, for me, with I'm, I'm not, yeah, I'm, I'm not like this big truster in the government and, and stuff like that. Um, and I do believe 
in, in, in some way, this was something man-made somewhere that might have gotten out on purpose or by mistake. But I, it's kind of hard for me to believe that in America, like the agenda behind this, if there was an agenda, that it would be population control. First of all, it's a <laughs> it's a damn near an airborne virus. You know, if you're too close to to people who have it, um, it's hard to con, con, quote unquote control something like that. So I don't know, unless they just don't care about who they wipe out in the population. Like I'm pretty sure, even though he was black, I'm pretty sure Trump didn't want to lose Herman Cain, but things happen. So I, I don't know. Listen, I think man, here's what I'll say, man. Like there's a lot of easier ways to do population control. Like you don't. You don't put something that you have no control over. If that's your case. That's just that's just my opinion. That you know you don't do that. So the idea of this being just for population, like you mean, some people get on here and say these. They politicize everything in 2020. Like, dude, just shut up. I ain't trying to tell you to shut up and dribble, but if you don't have a background, you can't really speak to it. You're just giving it based on YouTube conspiracy theory videos. And I don't trust the government either, man. Listen, I tell everybody, man, learn to grow food, buy crypto, and stack some precious metals because I don't trust our government either. Um, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, don't come at me because I said that, but it's facts. Um, <laughs> They're not trying to control our population the, with, a, with, a, with a virus. Yeah, but at the end uh, of the day, though, man, like, yo, time. everything is different when it, when it hits you. Like, when it starts to affect people that you can reach out and touch, then mm-hmm. you kind of, like, you know, act different with this whole thing, man. So I don't hope that happens to anybody. But, dude, you got to understand that. When you say things and you're in a position of, you know, being a professional athlete, that is going to be taken away. It's going to be taken away. You you got people probably on your team or in your league who have lost loved ones, and you are talking about this population control. Like, chill, dude. Right. Well, Bo Bo going to take your job anyway. <laughs> Bo Bo balling. Bo Bo, the truth. All right. So what else happened? No, 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 Did you agree with him? No, when he turned out to be from the Candyland Ranch and and, uh, Stefan, I was done with him. Okay, I got you. I got you. you. All right, so the biggest story of the week we got to talk about, man, is Lou Williams, man. He's in the fire for being photographed in Magic City during his emergency family time outside of the NBA bubble. (laughs) So initially he said it was he had the death of his grandfather. Come to find out, it wasn't his grandfather, but it was a family friend uh, who was an older gentleman. So, you know, it could have been his quasi-grandfather. We don't know the relationship. They did. They supposedly had a close relationship, but he's an older gentleman who wasn't necessarily family, but he was a very close family friend. And after the funeral, you know, my man got hungry, and he does what any hungry man does, you know, pulls up to get some wings. Pull up to get um, But, you know. Pull up to get some yams. <laughs> <laughs> to go with his wings. Yams but, and wings. You know. The funniest thing about this story to me is the whole idea of the culture of the strip clubs like being talked about by the old phase on Twitter. Like they literally were like, "What? What's Magic City?" Or like the strip clubs have food? Like they were com- completely confused, and I thought that was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, this, this whole thing was was hilarious. Um, to I provide, mean, it, it, it to definitely... some greatness. Oh, good. Hey, hey, me, good. I was going to say to provide some context to the greatness of Lou Williams. Not only is he almost an all-star off of the bench, but he's an all-star in his love life. 
as well. So that has to be respected as even a part of this. I mean, he's a guy that may frequent Magic City on a regular basis more than just for the strippers, but for the love in his life. And if you don't understand that, it's not my job look to it explain up. it. But look up, look up Lou Williams and understand yeah. the greatness of Lou Williams. I'm not going to get all my, my Kendrick Perkins doing, but, you know, with this whole virus or whatever going around, yeah, it was a pretty reckless move. Um, he claims he was just there for the wings. The, the funny part about it is the, the rapper that he was photographed with when it first dropped, both tried to lie and say it was an old photo. So he panicked. <laughs> he panicked like it was an old photo of us. But then, you know, when everybody started finding out that he really did stop by there, you know, he basically just told everybody, calm down and just stop by there to get some wings. You know, I'm Lou Williams. I walk in, people going to want to take pictures with me. It is what it is. Um, I, don't, I, I haven't I even mean, seen the frequent, was he Was he masked listen, up? Man, he frequents the police, man. He was masked up. He frequents the police to the point where to the point place. where he has he has an item on the menu that's named after him. So that shows you the amount of time that he spends in that um you know upscale establishment and performing arts center. As uh, someone on Twitter called it, it's a it's an African American <laughs> performing arts center. So you know he spends enough time where they have something on the menu actually named after him, man. Like you know what I mean? So but, the but the thing will, is to me, the I thought, Willville Lewis. Yeah, yeah it's the, 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 the difference in culture is what I found funny about this story. I'm looking at the menu right now. He got the Lou Will Lemon Pepper Barbecue. So, you know. They probably fired, too. No, you're not going to go while you're in town to support your own product. Come on. Lemon Pepper Barbecue is fire. I, 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 yeah. I know that y'all can appreciate this, but Kendrick Perkins, as a human being and as a man, is not in a position to offer any criticism to Lou Wilder. Why, he ain't got enough titles? You trying to say he ain't got enough titles? You need to be three titles? No, man. He ain't got enough enough yams. He ain't got enough yams. He ain't got enough yams. He ain't got enough yams. Let me stop telling these inside jokes. People like, what the hell is Jimmy talking about? I know. What are they talking about? So, yeah, man. Um, so Lou Will had to go back into quarantine when he got back to the bubble. Now, the Clippers, did the Clippers play? I believe. No, the Lakers are playing somebody else. Who are the Lakers playing? Oh, yeah, okay. So the Lakers are playing the Clippers tonight. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if Lou Will was still in quarantine because um, he might not get the Zion rules. Uh, so that, that'll that be interesting to see because I didn't hear how long he had to uh, sit it out when he came back. Shout out to Lou Will. Shout out to the the, the Lou Will Lemon Pepper Barbecue Wings. Um, you know, next time I'm in town, I'm gonna try them joints out. See if they worth dying Road for. trip. I think I think WRS <laughs> got to do one for the research, dog. We got to travel to Magic City. You know what I'm saying just to, just for the research to see see what all the fuss is about with Lou Will, man. You know what I'm saying? Just for that reason only, man. I think it, I think if we don't do it, we doing ourselves on service, service to our people. Magic City, while we taste test in the wings. Y'all, y'all look out for that. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go live. But all, but all, all you can taste test is the wings, brothers. That's all you can taste test is the wings. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man. Other story that happened while you were on the Grizz Naive. Your man David Stubblefield is back in the news. 
nose tackle. They didn't say it was a hell of a football player. But listen, though, listen, listen, though. He just got convicted of raping a disabled woman at gunpoint. Oh. So he was, like, supposedly interviewing someone to babysit his daughter, I believe. Is that how the story goes, though? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, I'm, what, I'm, what I'm supposed to say to that? What I'm supposed to say? <laughs> well, you're supposed, to, you're supposed to get mad at that, man. I'm supposed to get mad at that. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely mad at that. Yo, but I don't this. even know what I'm supposed to say to that. Peep this. He's saying he's going to fight the conviction because he feel like coronavirus didn't give him the opportunity to have a fair trial. Yeah. Dude. Yo, why are you on trial, beloved? Like, my yo. thing is, like, that kid, you got to say, I didn't do this. Yo, he, Not one time yo. he said, I didn't do this. She, she, she's no. developmentally disabled. So y'all kind of know what that means. Oh, Ooh. man. He lived. Yo, put Dana, yo, put Dana the out of his misery, man. Listen to the words they lose. He lured her. He, he lured a developmentally disabled woman to his home in April 2015 with a promise of a babysitting job after contacting her through a babysitting website. He faces 15 years to life. So he's found guilty, but the sentencing hasn't gone down yet. What kind I just, of I, I, like if does he know something we don't know? Like do they have like special gear? Let me shut up. No more. There's more. But I'm like there's more to this. I'm, yo. It said it's gotta be more to the story, dog. He was found guilty on I charges mean, of rape by force using a firearm, oral copulation and false imprisonment. He was acquitted Yo, of other so he charges. The blicky, of the blicky, of the blicky out on her too. Yeah, he was. Look, he was acquitted of other charges of rape of a person incapable of giving consent and oral copulation of a person incapable of giving consent. He was remanded to jail without bail. Um, yo, this yo, th- yo, you're dating a subtle Yo, games cost forty dollars, cause it ain't even that serious. Like I don't even know if there's levels to this, cause I was about to com- like ask y'all like what's worse between this and Darren Sharper. Darren Sharper is like a serial yo. Cosbyist. Yo, Darren Sharper has removed himself from NFL history. The big ass boy. Yeah. So Danny Stubblefield is probably removed as well. Now, now this is a developmentally disabled woman be that he lured there with a promise of babysitting and put yo, the gun. He's a P- first off, he's a POS. Let's start with the fact that he's a POS, dog. You're a POS. You're Danny. Yo, you're a POS. Absolutely. Because Yam's not even that. Yo, yo, in 2020, Yam's is easy. Cause like I ain't trying not not trying to be disrespectful, but like. Yo, come on, man. Dana Stubblefield, man. man. Show him your helmet. Oh, yeah, you're a POS, dog. That's all I got to say, man. Yeah. yeah. Last thing that happened this, uh, this past week while you were on the Grizz Nye, were the rules of the Tyson Roy Jones Jr. That's B. Austin's homie. Uh, the rules of this comeback fight came out. They're not trying to knock each other out. It's an exhibition. They're going to dance around. You know, then hug and, and, and it sounds real phony and fugazi to me personally. But what do you guys think about these rules? Man, I was actually excited for this S show when they announced it. I mean, even though it was always announced as an exhibition, you putting two dudes in the ring 
that are, you know, their legacy in boxing is great. And Mike Tyson, he seems like he only knows one way to fight. So even in an exhibition, you expect somebody to possibly get hurt. <laughs> but they're going out of their way with the rules to make sure that nobody gets hurt. So the the the, the entertainment-seeking person in me is like, for who, for what? Like, why would I watch a Mike Tyson fight where they're going to be wearing 12-ounce gloves? They damn near going to be wearing pillows on their hands. They, they, they're not allowed to go for a knockout. And if anyone gets cut, they are going to immediately stop the fight, no matter how big or small the cut is. Well, I'm like, and it's, and it's going to be a pay-per-view fight. I was going to pay for these old I'm, dudes to rumble just to see Roy I'm, Jones I'm, 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 die in the ring. I'm, Not because I don't I'm like using, him. You know, he's going to die just, in the just ring. Just because but, that's going to use an analogy. And, and, brothers, don't incriminate yourself. Have y'all ever been to a pit bull fight? Like a tip no. fight. No. no comment. Well, if you have, could you imagine going to a pit bull fight and they leave the muzzles on? What's the point? <laughs> what are we talking about? Yo. True. Good Yo. answer. That's Good a great analogy. Yo. Yo. Does Mike Tyson is Mike the Mike Tyson that we know? If this goes correct, if this goes the way they want it to, then the Mike Tyson that I know is no longer on Earth, and that's an impossible. Now if it goes wrong, they try to set him up to go to jail because they know he don't have no switch and he might lose it. And Roy gonna be out there dancing. He gonna try to knock Roy's block off. Dude, so you know if he, he like the showboat. He like the showboat. If he out there playing with Mike. And throwing the jab and then putting his hands down like Roy is known to do. We we we, we chicken a uh, chicken fighting, you know, mm-hmm. chicken fighting down in Florida, chicken fighting. Yeah, that yeah, that'd yeah. Get him if, killed. if Mike is not on them, on them Buster Douglas meds, then I can't see Mike Tyson being back in the ring, and he not, you know, they, not having that dog in him. So I don't know. I don't even care about the way they ruined it, dog. They legit sure ruined it. Of course, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch no it. I'm no longer going to pay some. for it. I was willing to pay for it. Like, on a, yeah. so on a real side TV, I have to watch it on my phone. If, if it's enough pirate. enough just to get, some joke, to get some jokes off on social media and possibly some memes, I'm going to watch it for that and that only. But I'm not looking forward to it the way I was once they put these trash rules out there. But, yeah. but anyway, man. Even now, after they announced the rules, they're still leaking Mike Tyson training sessions where he's destroying heavy bags and bringing the fear of God and his trainer when he got to go with the hand pad, with the hand mitts. Mm-hmm. Why are you training like that if, <laughs> if you can't really punch each other? Yo, I know why Mike train like that. Mike train like that because he takes some training videos and puts them on his IG, and I swear Mike get paid for every post. Every post he posting like a different drug or a different cannabis or a different alcohol. You know, Michael Straight put up a post and promote one brand, and then the next post promote their competitor. Like Mike is basically an IG whore. <laughs> but Jim, I'm I'm my thing is. You, want, you won't say that to his face though. <laughs> you damn right I won't. 
You should, right. you should pay Roy, Don- Roy Jones a couple dollars to say it to his face. Mm-hmm. And then we might get what we want to see. <laughs> what are you talking about? We might get what we want to see if you tell Roy to say it. But we have seen you know some I mean? exhibitions in the past, some extra magicians that that got real real. Um, shout out to Apollo Creed. So what do we have to do for for Mike Tyson to to drago this bull? Like, yeah, he he's trying to make that music. <laughs> I I just don't want to like really, and they're charging they're charging fifty dollars for this, and I would have been all in, even though it's an exhibition. Like, but you know, just because it's an exhibition don't mean that somebody block can't get knocked off. Well, so what would it take for Roy Jones' trainer to have to scream this? What are you guys doing? This is supposed to be an exhibition. You understand? An exhibition. I I don't know what would have to happen, but Roy Jones might die. There's still a a possibility that Mike might kill him. It could happen. Well, Roy Jones' yeah. brain is already dislodged from where it's supposed to sit in his skull. From so his it won't spine. Take much. It won't, yeah, it won't, it won't take much because Roy Jones has, in the later part of his career, has been the victim of some devastating knockouts. And I don't know why he keeps getting back in the ring, you know, exhibition or yeah. real or not. Roy definitely knows what the pearly gates look like. He can tell us what God, what God may look like. Yo, he's hit his head. Yo, I felt bad and sorry for Roy. Like, why does he keep doing this? And do we still recognize him as a great for all of the stuff that he's taken over the last 10 to 12 years? Can we remember when Roy was great? I mean, just because we old, but... <laughs> A lot of people behind us don't remember it. So, if you yeah, under man. thirty, if you under thirty-five, you don't remember Roy being great. Well, I should <laughs> say under thirty. All right. Anyway, we'll man, but those those are the stories that happened this past week while you were on the Grizz Nae. Uh Dev has to tell us what happened on this date in sports before, history before we get out of here. Yes, sir. And this date in sports history is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. Do you or your business need a custom website, a dynamic, professional, and most of all, affordable custom website solutions? You need Digital Extreme Technologies. No need to break the bank for an effective online presence, top quality results-driven websites at incredibly affordable prices, and financing options are even available. So you can put something on it, pay on it every month, just visit digitalextremetech.com or call 267-205-4203. And for discounted rates, be sure to tell them that War Room Sports sent you. So this date in history, July 30th, 1982, the Atlanta Braves removed Chief Nakahoma. That's spelled N-O-C-A-H-O-M-A. Chief Nakahoma <laughs> to make room in their stadium for more seats. And if, you know, you guys aren't old baseball fans and don't remember this, but this happened in, in 1982, so I don't really remember Chief Nakahoma myself, but I know of him just from, you know, being a, a, a sports historian, if I may say so myself. But Chief Nakahoma 
was basically a, the Braves mascot. But what they're saying, removing him to make more seats, he had this big-ass teepee sitting in the middle of the stands, and he used to chill in there and come out and do his Native American or what they think is Native American activities and act a fool and all that kind Yo. of stuff. Go back into his TV <laughs> for a minute. Whoa, this sounds so, minute. this sounds so terrible, yo. Yo, for a minute, I'm so terrible. Listen, for a minute, Stop they put a, the husband, they put a claw in there with him. Chief Nakahoma was joined by Princess Winalata. <laughs> she suffered a back injury and a car attack, and and that cut her first season trip. So the Braves never bought Prince Winalata back. <laughs> but Chief Nakahoma was, and it was, and and, it, and he was actually because somebody tried to, when they were, uh, when they were protesting against Chief Wahoo, they brought Chief Nakahoma to protest. But people, Chief Nakahoma actually played by like the the guy in the mascot suit or dressed up, made up. He was actually a Native American. They actually thought that that made it better, and they shut up the protest. That made it better. Some more years. But what people don't realize, like, there are coons in every in every race. Race. You know what I'm saying? We're just the only ones who get that particular title. But in my opinion, you ain't got to be black to be a coon. So just because yeah, the plan I mean, was Native American doesn't make what he was doing right. So rest he, of he came out as Native American, Native American thing. <laughs> yo, yo, Wahoo, Wahoo McDaniel didn't give his life for that man. He definitely didn't give his life for that man. Oh, not at all, man. Oh. Not at all, yo. man. So we like to give a war room salute to this historical moment. Major League ba- Baseball when they got rid of this big ass TP sitting in the left field. In the I didn't even left where was it? it was somewhere in the. Somewhere, it was in the center field bleachers. Big giant teepee oh. just blocking people's view, and then they finally moved it. So, so long to Chief Nakahoma. <laughs> Listen, man, Chief Nakamixon, man, FOH to you, man. But anyway, <laughs> yo, yo, y'all got to chill, man. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another briefing in the war room. Shout out to everybody in the chat room or all our hey. social media sites. <laughs> yo. Well, this is salute to y'all. Salute to Tobias, man. I see Tobias actually went on his Facebook page and posted that uh, that cold take. Like he still thinks it's a hot take for whatever reason. But salute hey, to you, Tobias. Hey, anyway, yeah. hold up, man. Let's let's take one more call. We 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 got to take the call real quick because we got to tell Rob to stop calling at the end of the show because we ain't going full two hours when it's not full sports. So we're gonna take this real quick, Rob. We can only stay for two minutes. All right. So we won't cut you off. <laughs> What's going on, man? I see the last three weeks you called while we were trying to get real quick. What's up, brother? Yo, what's good, man? I apologize, man, just that I get out of work, you know, a little later than usual. But what's good, man? How y'all been? We good, Are you working on the pandemic, man? You getting getting hazard pay? You getting hazard pay? Uh, I wish I was getting some hazard yams, but, you know, they've been in storage. What's good, man? How y'all doing? We good, man. The restart. Your Lakers are going to finish this season off as champions. They're going to be bubble champions. 
Uh, it depends on the king, and I just want him to win one, so he can not have more than Kobe. That's it. That's all I care about. Just win one, so he can have not have more <laughs> than Kobe. Won. He got a he got a cap. Uh, he got a cap on his on his Laker championship trophies. Just one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but but if we win two, it wouldn't be bad because we have more one more than the Celtics, and and uh. And, and and I just want to let everybody know in the um in the uh in the ever when yep. people get on their in their emotions and their feelings like Fred over different opinions, we shouldn't get caught up in that. You know what I'm saying? Like like I argue with y'all all the time. It's okay. I mean, come on. I I kind of like it. It's one it's, it's, a bunch of people. You know what I'm saying? It's just sports. It's just calm conversation, it's just argument, but it's all love. We feel you. Yeah, yeah, People. yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, Austin will say, well, I don't believe that Magic Irving Austin is a Hall of Famer. He went to he went to ten championships. Okay. Well, I don't believe Patrick Ewing is a is a uh, is, is is a Hall of Famer. But he at least he took Elijah one of the games. I mean, even okay, Shaq was a baby at that time. But they got swept. Come on now, and they beat the Bulls. Yeah. All right, that's what's up. I have no idea. We just don't know, man. If you can get off a little earlier, man, call us a little earlier. We're hollering. Shout out to you. It's all love. Whose phone is that? Rob. So Rob, get up there, man. Just re-sign out. I'm trying to figure out how my man went from Magic J- B. Austin to Magic Johnson to Hakeem Olajuwon to Shaq. Like, I don't know where he was going with that. But anyway, man. So, shout to Rob, though, man. Shout to Rob calling all the way from Cali, man. Listen, people, we'll be back here next week, right, live right here. Or you can always catch us on demand. And we catch you up on everything going on in the world of sports, whatever that is. So, until then, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy sports while they're back because they probably won't last long. But please stay safe. Try to do something to make history. And we'll see you right back here next time. Catch everything we do, all of our conversation, our social media, our gear. Everything can be found at the hub of WarRoomSports.com. Get my book, Sports the Book, at SportsTheBook.com or at that hub of WarRoomSports.com. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance, and we'll see you chumps on top. R.I.P. Malik.
War Room Sports, www.warroomsports.com. What? Ain't no more to it.